Jesus is first. He's the foundation of our marriage, mm-hmm. the foundation of our family. The marriage is second, and children come third. And this is a very important thing for for parents to understand. If you give up your marriage for your children, your children are going to leave. Mm-hmm. And when your children leave home, you're going to go into a crisis. You're mm-hmm. going to have a if you're if you're still married, you're going to have a shell of a marriage. The other thing is, how are your children going to succeed in marriage if you don't show them how? Welcome to the Marriage Day Podcast. We are Jimmy and Karen Evans. This podcast exists to help every couple succeed in marriage. I'm joined today by my wife, Karen. Karen, good to have you here. It's very good to be here. We've been married 50 and a half years. (laughs) 50 and a half. 50 and a half. They all all matter. Can it be a half already? Yeah, it has been. We were were married May 11th of 1973. I thought December would be half. Huh? It's December half. I think September. I, I can't do the math. I'm too old. But anyway, it's been. But it a, is nice to be married to you over 50 years. It's been it's been wonderful. We've had a wonderful marriage for many many years. Had had lots of problems early on, and we're going to talk in this show about parenting. And this is called United We Stand. We're going to talk about being a united front as parents. And now we wrote a book with our daughter called Fighting for the Soul of Your Child. And uh, this is available at uh, store.xomarriage.com. It's available on amazon.com. And the purpose of the book is just to help parents to be equipped to raise children in these times. The uh, young lady that we wrote the book with, Jenny Morgan, she's 24 years old. And Jenny said that there aren't any parenting books for her generation. She said that all the parenting books are, you know, for the, uh, you know, they're 20 or 30 or 40 years old. Mm-hmm. So we wrote this for a current time to help parents really have this, the skills and tools, know how to parent. But this issue of being united front, Karen, is huge mm-hmm. uh, because children are instinctively divisive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and so are people. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, if, if you're not making your marriage a priority of a good foundation for a marriage at the beginning, and then you start having kids and you haven't, laid the foundation of a good marriage, you are going to have those ups and downs yeah. of division that the kids can get a hold of the situation and see the vulnerability, the, the weaknesses, and they do take advantage of it. Yeah. You showed me many years ago an Oprah episode where Oprah was uh, talking to a group of women on her show, and these women were, they were talking about being mothers, and they mm-hmm. were bragging about their motherhood, and they were saying, I live for my children. Mm-hmm. I, li- I just live for my children. Well, what those women didn't know is their husbands were behind the stage mm-hmm. in a room listening to what those women were saying, and they were very resentful. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, that's the problem. That's the problem. So our children are third. Mm-hmm. Jesus is first. He's the foundation of our marriage, mm-hmm. the foundation of our family. The marriage is second, and children come third. And this is a very important thing for ch- for parents to understand. If you give up your marriage for your children, your children are going to leave. Mm-hmm. And when your children leave home, you're going to go into a crisis. You're mm-hmm. going to have a, if you're, if you're still married, you're going to have a shell of a marriage. The other thing is, how are your children going to succeed in marriage if you don't show them how? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we did, Karen, is our marriage came first. Mm-hmm. And we told our children that, that, you know, so we, I would come home from work. We would eat dinner together as a family. We'd spend time with, together with the kids. When they were young, we put them to bed. Then we had our time, mm-hmm. and we taught the kids to respect our time. And uh, so they saw us, and by the way, both of our children now have kids, and they tr- they raised their children exactly the way we raised theirs. 
and they they had a good marriage. The, the Julian Corbin married over twenty five years. Brenda Steffi been married twenty five years. They have a great marriage. They have a date night every week. They work on their relationship, and their children are so secure. Mm -hmm. the The marriage creates the foundation mm -hmm. for them to be parents. But if you don't have a strong marriage, or if you give up your marriage. And see, some people say, oh, my gosh, you know, we've got kids. We're just worn out all the mm -hmm. time, and we don't have time to have sex. We don't have time to, to be together, whatever. So that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is your your children are in control. Mm -hmm. And you have to be in control and make sure that the kids are respecting your marriage, and they don't have 24-7 access mm -hmm. because they'll wear you out. You won't have enough time to be married if you give yourself completely to your children. So when we put our kids to bed when they're little, we said, you stay in bed. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is our time now. And we taught them to respect that. Well, I think as, as, even as a wife to um, her husband, you know, it's important for the wife to, you know, because I know one your all's your needs are have honor and respect, and you know, as long as the wife is respecting her husband and honoring him, and then expecting the same thing, and then the husband is expecting the kids to respect the mother, you know, it, it leads a it it, la, it lays a foundation of respect and honor at the beginning no. and where, you know, because it is, it's so easy to get caught up in our everyday life stuff and you get too busy and then um, the kids are needing things and then you're exhausted, you're stressed out and the, you know, you, you, you lay your guard down and the next thing you know, the kids have it, it, you just, all this chaos and stress and you're like, Oh my gosh. And so I think it's just so important to support each other and to be like we said, a united front. Well, kids are, are naturally divisive. Mm -hmm. They know which parent is easier on any particular subject. And so one of the things that we did right related to parenting is we the kids would come to me and say, Dad, can I go to the movies with, you know, Johnny or whatever? And I would say, Let me talk to your mother. Mm -hmm. Uh and you know, and, and kids will lie. They'll say, Well, mom's fine with it. You know, well, you're not, <laughs> but you know, they'll lie. So we we were always a united front. We didn't let the kids divide. The other thing is this. If I heard the kids disrespecting you, mm -hmm. I immediately stood, stood in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. I would not stand back, and you did the same thing. I wouldn't stand back and let them talk, uh, you know, disrespectfully to you mm -hmm. or be disrespectful to you without me getting right in the middle of it. In other words, you pick a fight with your mother, mm -hmm. you pick a fight with me. Yeah, I was laughing because I was thinking of you saying that. You know, well, uh, can you do something? And then what do you? Go go ask your, your mother and I have to talk, and he and the kid says, "Oh yeah, well I've already talked to her. She's fine." And it made me think of stories of our grandkids because it's a, it's an inherent thing in kids. This yeah. is what we're trying to say. Every kid's like this, and so it's like as a parent, you need to be aware that they're all the same. And so uh, I remember the grandkids would come over and um, they wanted to watch a certain movie, and I'd say, "Is that okay with you, your parents?" Because I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't watch it. Yeah, yeah, they, it's great. They always tell me it's great. I said, okay, I'm going to pick up the phone right now, and I'm going to call them. Well, it's, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just inherent in them. They, they're not, kids have to be parented, you know? Right. And part of parenting is coming together as a couple. And even if you're single, because there's going to be people that's single that are, you know, listening to this, and it's it's hard to be a single parent. But just, you you know, with God, all things are possible. And so even to, as a single person and leaning on God and getting his wisdom and having the support of friends that, um, and, it's, and it's true as a couple, you know, it's just those things that we have to do um, because God has stewarded us with these children. 
they are, they're, they've been given as a gift. It says, you know, children are a gift from God. And as a gift, we have to be so careful of how we steward and what we do and how we, you know, because we're raising up children for God. And so I think it's just so important to, you know, find, um, information like the book we wrote, you know, because that's the way reason, reason we wrote it is because we can see what's happening to this generation of kids. Yeah. You know, they're being destroyed by the media, by social media, by, um, you know, just, just sad. And so, you know, that's why we want to fight for the soul of a child. Well, and I think that the technology of today, Karen, the complications of parents today are even a greater reason why we have to be a united front. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what we would do is we didn't have discussions in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. And we certainly didn't argue in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. And so if there's something that we wanted to talk about, um, we uh, we go get, go to the bedroom. We had a little sitting area in the bedroom. We'd sit in the bedroom and we would talk after the kids were in bed or as I got older, you know, we'd just go in there and talk. And that's where we would talk through parenting and decisions related to Julie and Brent. And then we would be a united front. In other words, when the kids would, when we were dealing with parenting issues, a lot of times we weren't a united front because we hadn't talked. Mm-hmm. So we would make sure to get together and talk. Well, when we talk, we would always agree to agree, not agree to disagree. We agreed to agree. Now, you and I got in a, uh, not a fight, I would say, but just a real tense situation one oh, time. Oh, it was probably a fight. No, it was about Julie. Was about <laughs> oh, Julie. yeah, that's true. And it was, it was just. It was me and her fighting. <laughs> well, yeah, you all fought every day. And um, so a couple of things in this regard. One is, um I have, Julie has my personality, Brent has your personality. So it was easy for you and Brent to relate. It was easy for me and Julie to relate, but it was more of a challenge with me and Brent mm-hmm. and more challenge with you and Julie. Well, you and Julie fought a lot and Julie, and Julie was just, you know, she punched your buttons and she tested all, you know, all the boundaries. And I, I kind of had a sympathy for Julie because I felt like you were kind of hard on her. And so you and I would talk about it a lot and it would create a lot of tension. So finally, uh, we couldn't resolve that, so we went to get counseling. And we went to a counselor that was actually one of our pastors on the staff of the church I pastored. Her name was Ann. And we went into her office, and we said, and of course, Ann was a close friend. Mm-hmm. And I said, Ann, I'm not here as your boss. You know, we're, we're here as a couple. We have a parenting issue that we need to resolve, and whatever you say to us is going to resolve it. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I, I said, so here's how I feel. And then you shared how you felt. And Ann immediately said, Jimmy, you're wrong. And I said, really? And she said, yeah. She said, you're wrong. And she, uh, you know, basically I was sympathizing. The sympathy I had for Julie was not healthy. You know, it was, I was looking back into my own childhood and wishing somebody would have, you know, advocated for me. And and so I did not understand it at the time. But look, looking back 30 years, I, she was right. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. And so I just, so I repented to you and, and we went on. And I'm saying that to say, if you can't figure something out, get help. Mm-hmm. Getting help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And every couple and every family is going to have issues you can't resolve on your own. Mm-hmm. And you have to go outside to get help. Uh, the other thing I would say, Karen, is that you were fighting a lot with Julie. Brent, Brent is six foot four. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a big kid. And you were, he was looking down on you when he was like 12 years old mm-hmm. and just physically. Uh, and he he didn't want a woman telling him what to do. Mm-hmm. Then Julie, you were another woman telling her what to do, what to wear, whatever. Thing. So I was at this uh, meeting one day. With, uh, there was another pastor there. 
And they had a daughter and a son just like we did. And we were talking about parenting. I was telling him, you know, all the issues that we were having with Julie and Brent. And he said, well, let me, let me tell you my perspective on something that I think will help you. And I said, what? And he said, women are built for younger kids. Men are built for older kids. And he said, when uh, girls turn about 12 or 13, they see their mother as another woman and they don't want her telling her mm -hmm. how to dress, what to wear, those kinds of things. In uh, a boy, when he gets 12 or 13, he sees his mother as a woman telling him what to do and he doesn't want a woman telling him what to do. He said, so I told my wife, you know, we both have full authority, you know, and when you need to tell the kids something that's difficult, you tell me and I'll tell them. And I came home and I told you that. And I said, Karen, don't, don't go in Julie's room anymore and y'all fight. I said, just come tell me what you want. So you came within an hour, you came to me and said, Julie is not leaving the house looking like that. Mm -hmm. And so she was wearing holy jeans or something. So I walked into her bedroom. Now, if you would have walked in the bedroom and had this conversation with Julie, it had been an hour scream, cry, fight. Okay. I walked into Julie's bedroom and I said, Julie, you're not leaving the house looking like that. And she said, Dad. And I said, change. That was the entire conversation. And she changed. Everything was fine. And you you then didn't have the emotional trauma. Of, and this, the, Brent was the same way. Mm -hmm. And I would walk up to Brent and, you know, I'm six, I was six foot three at that time. I'm shrinking now. But so I'd walk up to Brent, look him in the eye and say this mm -hmm. and this and this. So... Women have complete and total authority. They have to to be a parent, but sometimes it's wisdom to um, to defer, mm -hmm. you know, to the husband, maybe a wife when the kids are younger, a husband when the kids are older, and that helped us a lot in our parenting. Well, I and I want to say this because yes, Julie was difficult. She was a strong-willed child, and but you know she she was never rebellious. She was just very strong-willed, but. Um, Today, and this is why I want to say what I'm saying, is how God redeems everything. And so today, Julie and I are extremely close. We talk every single day. And, you know, God has healed all of that. And so if I'm saying this to say if you have a difficult child and it wears on you, don't give up on hope. That's right. it's, I mean, God can do anything. Yeah, we, we parented the kids. And when they left home, and we did our very best and prayed for them and raised them in a, in a good Christian home. But when they left home, there was a question mark over both of them. But, you know, the Bible says you train up a child the way they should go when they get old. They, when, they, when they mature, they'll come back to it. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. When the kids left home, you know, the longer that they were in college out on their own, the smarter we got. Mm -hmm. And finally, you know, they, they were home. They were mature Christians. Uh, they married mature Christians. Mm -hmm. and, and they lived today according to the way we raised them. They raised, they raised their children the way we raised them. And so don't get discouraged because it is a battle raising your children. But when you do the right thing, it pays off. But what we're saying on this show today is be a united front. Be sure and talk and agree on your parenting. If you can't agree, go get help and make sure that your children don't divide you or see you divided. They need to see their parents as a united front. We hope this has been helpful to you today. We'll see you next time here on the Marriage Day Podcast. Goodbye. Hey, this is Brent Evans with Exo Marriage, and I want to thank you for listening to the Marriage Today podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you enjoyed today's teaching and want to keep learning, hey, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out exomarriage.com 
where you can see all of our marriage building resources, articles, and live events.